Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Best Got Beat, it is episode 16, my name is Lee Catfield, alongside me are two people who are basically identical, I've got Joe Massey uh, from Swindon, our Walsall reporter, which everyone will know, but we've also got work experience Joe, also from Swindon, uh, and before we start recording, uh, they were having a nice little conversation about school, so introduce yourself guys, how are you? Um, I'm very well, thank you. That was a shock for me, that was. Uh, don't meet many people from Swindon in these parts. Um, don't meet many Swindon Town fans either. Yeah, um, tough life. It is a tough life, yeah. Um, so much as tough as supporting Walsall, that is. But um, yeah, massive coincidence. Um, I'm, I'm excited, I am. So two Joes from Swindon. It's, uh, so I think that's a right coincidence, I do. Groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. It, it is. I mean, the, the, the best got beat takes another stride forward. Um, <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> the funny thing was when we came in and sat down you were like you sat down and then Joe came in our, our work experience Joe came in and you were like sorry I haven't spoke to you all week You bit, it's Thursday man I wasn't in on Monday I was on a late Tuesday I was at the Russian Olympic game um, Wednesday I didn't speak to you I'm sorry Thursday I'm sat in this room with him I'm doing a podcast it's not good enough this mate no no but I'm busy what can I say I'm busy covering Albion today as well which makes me feel a bit dirty but not as bad as wolves, is it? So, yeah, right. Oh, you're right. You're right there. You're right there. First things first. Um, it's not very often we do this, Joe. Joe, I'm, you know what? I'm gonna have to call you Massey, and no, I'm gonna call you Walsall Joe and work experience Joe. Okay. Okay. So Walsall Joe, we don't normally do this, but we've got a question which I feel like we've got. Well, I say question is more of a statement that we're gonna go straight out with. Normally we save this for a question section. Paul Guy says we have no appetite for the banter section anymore. Can you just launch right into the don't panic, everything is still going to work out okay section. We can get back to Joe's living arrangements and pastries from Greg's when there are 52 points on the board. Do you agree with that statement? So, yes and no. I think that's a bit of a dig at me, that is, from old Paul, saying, can we just get straight to that it's going to be all right section. Um, however, Paul, I do completely agree with you. I absolutely hate the banter section every single week. I can never wait for it to end. And I just think we should talk about Walsall. So... Uh, I'm going to take the knock and uh, yeah, that's that's something we're going to get straight into it. Banter over. I love saying banter over every fortnight. I'm so disappointed. What did you have planned? Anything? I had I had the whole thing about Mother's Day coming up, about how you how you were going to have to get her to thank me for getting you getting her your present. Oh right, yeah, that's true. Yeah, that is true. That sound that probably sounds really confusing, but basically, Walsall Joe was struggling to find a way to ship chocolates to his mother in Swindon. In Swindon. There we go. So this is work a Swindon podcast. This work is. experience, Joe. Could have dropped them you off. You could have done it for me. <laughs> Unbelievable. Anyway. Do you fancy doing it for me? For a fee. <laughs> for a fee. <laughs> He's work experience, lads. Don't get paid very That's much. That's true, yeah. Right he probably, yeah, he needs it, yeah. And I'm the guy who suggested you order them online. Yeah. I am, I must be, like, I'm only 33, but I never internet shop, ever. Really? I just do not shop on the internet, no. Like, people can't get their heads around it. I just go... If I'm going to go and buy something, I, I physically go to a town centre or I go to... Like, me and my missus go to, like, Cheshire Oaks or something like that for do a bit you, of a day out. Do you still phone in your match reports? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I've progressed to the laptop and, and a phone connection for internet. But I never shop online. And then, it is ridiculous. You can, I, I wanted some nice chocolates for my mum for Mother's Day. Can't buy nice chocolates in Wolverhampton. You just can't do it. Um, with the exception of Thorntons, but everyone can get Thorntons. They're a bit running the mill. My mum's a bit of a snob when it comes to chocolates. And you said to me, why don't you just buy them online? And it was like my mouth dropped. It was like, do you know what? I could just do that, couldn't I? You could. So I did. I went on a well-known chocolatier's website and 
bought my Mother's Day present, yeah. Oh, there we go. Banter yeah. section over. Banter section over. Because you kind of stole my other bit. I was going to talk about the enemy, enemy territory you were uh, you were on this morning, but kind of covered that. Oh, I'll be it. Yeah, yeah. No, it was all right. It was okay. I didn't really care. All but. right, okay. Let's let's uh let's talk some football, shall we? Um, Come on, then. Only two games to cover since our last podcast, Joe. Oh. But um, they're both disappointing results. Um, the first one, Sunderland two, Warsaw one. Um. It was a tough game on paper, but after the game now, reflecting on it, do you think it was um, a little bit unlucky not to get anything from? Yeah, no, I thought straight straight full-time, I thought it was really, really unlucky. Um, what can you say about that that Dean Keats hasn't already said? Look, the difference was a £4 million striker, um, Will Grigg, um, who I have to say, he's got, he has his issues with Walsall fans. Um, I interviewed him after the game, absolutely lovely guy, Will Grigg, mm. really, really, really nice guy. Um I just sort of saw him like around, and I was like, "Oh, Will Greg, do you mind if I have a word about Walsall?" He was, he was, he was great. Um, look, Walsall—he costs four million quid in it's league. A, it's a lot of money. It's a it? lot of money, and in League One, I mean, look, Walsall's squad isn't worth four million pounds. They've they've bought him almost like not panic bought him, but they've bought him late in the window to get automatic promotion, haven't they? They hope that four million pound will be the difference. Mm. On the day, it was the difference. He's put one in from twenty yards. I mean, I don't know what you can say about that, really. Look, it's frustrating Walsall didn't take something from the game. They deserve to take something from the game. But when you have got a club who is willing to invest in a £4 million striker, you just, on paper, there is no way in a million years Walsall should compete with that. Um, I think we said it, we did the, we did the wages, didn't we? Yeah. Um, I think Adam Matthews is on five grand a week, their lowest paid player, which is double what Walsall's highest earner is on. Um so to lose that game 2-1 to a £4 million striker, I know I keep saying the words £4 million striker, but it's a, it, what else can you do? What else can you do? I think it was so unlucky. Um, so unlucky. Do you consider yourself a £4 million journalist? In oh, mate, I'm worth way more than that. Way more than that. Oh, how, how much is it going to take for, for Birmingham Live to come in Birmingham and, Live. And, and pilfer you? I reckon. If, what's Callum Hudson-Odoi worth? £30 million. <sighs> Well, they, they weren't bracket. accepting 35 million, were they? Were they not? No. I reckon I'm in that bracket. The Hudson Adoy bracket. Yeah. Yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah, we do. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, I'm going for that. Not quite top draw, but not far off. Potential. 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 <laughs> you're young on the journalism ladder, let's be yeah, honest. Yeah, I'm young on the journalism young. ladder. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In, in terms of, you, you're paying for potential with Joe Massey, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Anyway, uh, yeah, disappointing result though. Doesn't help Walsall out in terms of a position in the table. Of course, I don't think many fans would have expected anything from the Sunderland game. No, no, wouldn't probably wouldn't. Um, it was it was um, it's a long way to go. I think they had thirty five thousand people in the stadium, which was amazing in League One. Would have been nice to get a draw. It really would have been nice to get a draw. Did deserve it. Um, but yeah, no, it wasn't to be in the end. Very, very, very frustrating. Developed a bit of a soft spot for some for Sunderland, you know. Do you know what I have? You, did you watch the documentary? No, I haven't seen the documentary. Yet. Oh mate, it's so good. good. It's yeah. so much better than the Man City one as well. Because I've said this before, I love Pe- I love Pep Guardiola. Obsessed with him, just think mm. he's amazing. But I got bored with that Man City documentary. I think Better TV, better TV and tragedy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that, when you're winning every week, I mean, the the low point of that Man City documentary is when they like lose in the Champions League. Yeah, that's yeah. the low point. Yeah, it's like 
the low point in the Sunderland one is like it's constant lows. Yeah, so one of their players gets like sacked for drink driving through the streets of Sunderland. And Who was that? Darren Gibson. Yeah, Darren Gibson. Darren Gibson. Jesus. Yeah, and then uh, you've got and then you've got the whole managerial switch around. Chris Coleman comes across really well. Yeah. Um, what's his name? Doesn't know. Um, Christ, Grayson. what's his name? Yeah, Gray Simon Grayson. He oh, doesn't really? come across too well. I, I don't think he's too happy about it to be honest. But, but it doesn't um, come across well. Got a soft spot for them. I think I've, I've had a bit of soft spot for them for a few years just because they've been so bad, haven't they? I mean, back to back relegations is brutal. They always get 35,000 there around that mark. And honestly, the people there, last, last, they were so lovely. Oh, they're so nice up north, aren't so they? So nice, so nice. I mean, look, we're from Swindon. I can tell you categorically, it's, it's like higher, the more north you go, the nicer people get. Oh, yeah, people 100%. are so much nicer up here in the Midlands than they are down south. So much nicer. Like, I do really like living in the Midlands. Um, but when you go to that northeast, they are so nice, and they're just every single one of them is football obsessed. Yeah, you can't comprehend it unless you're there. They're just all they want to talk about is Newcastle, Sunderland, or Middlesbrough. Yeah, um, three teams who, let's be honest, like they're not. There's nothing to write home about, really, yeah, is it? None of them have been super successful. None of them have. recently, anyway. Um, but up there, they're all obsessed, and we got there. The people were just so lovely. Um, just I can't do it. They just cannot do enough for you. So friendly. Oh no! I was um, when I was I was covering Albion last season, um, and I went up to Newcastle, and you get talking to people, and before you know it, it's kick off. Yeah, yeah, they just love it, don't they? They, they do. Love I, was, it. I was chatting to someone. I think one of the people who was working in the, the caterers, uh, she was just talking to him. She was asking me what I was doing, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just writing up like uh, the live streams, doing the live streams." She's like, "Oh yeah." So, and then we got talking, and before you knew it, I was like. You missed the first five minutes. I've got, I've got to be, I've got to be sat down. I've never got to go. <laughs> <laughs> lovely people, lovely people, lovely club. Um, yeah, I'd like to see them go up. Really, you uh, think they will? I don't think they're going to go up automatically. No, mm. I think Barnsley are going to do it. You've seen better teams against Walsall. Um, uh, yeah, I think. Look, the top four, are the top four, they're the four best teams. Um, by a long stretch I personally think Barnsley or Pip Sunderland that's just my opinion it's going to be really 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 close um, but yeah it could, could go either way But mm. well sure. talk, talking about Barnsley that's the team we saw um, at the Banks's most recently uh, I was there for that one and I tell you what I, I'd have been disappointed with a point but the fact they've got zero I mean that Barnsley team running with balaclavas and shotguns didn't they yeah, it was awful. Uh, never, uh, makes me feel sick talking about it. I mean, I, I tweeted as heartbreaking and there is heartbreak. I tell you what, I, f- I felt it's, it's, it's worse than you. It's worse than your girlfriend leaving you. Not your wife. Not your wife. But if your girlfriend dumps you, of how many years? <laughs> girlfriend of four years plus. Four. Oh, right, so serious, commi- serious, serious, serious commitment. Like, serious commitment. But ah, oh, gutted. Absolutely gutted. Um, just got it. Don't know what else to say, really. Look, they absolutely played them off the park. No, it wasn't like it wasn't like they weren't in. They weren't in. They weren't in the game, were they? Um, Not. I, I don't think. I don't think up until that last like five, maybe ten minutes. I don't think Barnsley offered anything. Walsall superior all over the park. Every single area completely, completely bossed the game. Arguably the best performance of the season probably was. Probably scored the goal of the season, which wasn't given. Um, cracking goal by Zyra Osborne. 
incorrectly like ruled out. At the time, I wasn't sure. I have to admit, at the mm. time, I really wasn't. In sure. real time, it was a tough one because you you think you kind of you, you've seen him given, but then when you look at it back, it's never a foul, is nah. it? Um, never a foul, and you just think like, I mean, what can you say? Look, everything worked. Wolves just clicked. Like the system works so well. Look, there's a lot of criticism about the system before kickoff. People wanted Andy Cook back in the team. Keats has found this four three three. It worked. Like Dobson as the, at the base, he can break up play so well, but he can also spread the play. I mean, he's just what well, he's just a lovely footballer, isn't he, George Dobson? You, then you've got the, the it's, it's all about getting the ball wide, isn't it? In that mm. system, get the ball wide, get Zellius Mal on the ball, get Corey Blackett Taylor on the ball. They did that time and time again. Both of them were so effective. They were so dangerous. They were so lively. They were so tricky. Then product wasn't necessarily there um, all the time, but they got into so many dangerous positions. They created so many chances. That one chance for Josh Gordon. Um, oh, he's, got, the, a score. he's got, got a score. You've got a score. Um, and you just think, look, I mean, if the score was Walsall 3, Barnsley nil, no one would have said anything. No. Everyone would have been like, that's completely fair. Daniel Stendhal's quotes after the game completely admitted they got outplayed. Mm. Um, there was only... It's, it's football's almost like the only sport where that can happen you can you... if you put in a dominant display like that in a game of tennis in a game of basketball in a game of rugby um, pretty much any sport I can think of you will win quite convincingly you will win if it was a boxing match they'd have called it it'd have been after a, the first couple rounds yeah third round knockout wouldn't it no, yeah. no um, so I think it's the only game yeah the only sport you can't you don't win basically um, what I will say is um, Walsall now conceded late goals to Luton, Sunderland and Barnsley. So the top three, all at mm. the Banks Stadium. Luton's goal in the 95th minute after the referee put up four minutes of added on time. Bloody referees. Uh, um, Sunderland scored with 10 men um, <laughs> in the last minute. And then obviously Barnsley on Saturday having been absolutely battered. Um that's the difference. That's the reason why they're at the top of the table and we're at the bottom end because they've got they've somehow they find a way. They find a way, and Walsall's problem this season has been a lot of the times when they played well, they still haven't won the game, and that goes right the way back to the start of the season. You think how well they played at Scunthorpe. I mean, the chances they created there, they were so on top. Numerous other games, particularly at home, oh, and away, where they've played well, but they haven't got the job done. Mm. And that's what it's, it's, it's a professionalism at the end of the day. It's grinding it out. And what the mentality in terms of Walsall should never have lost that game on Saturday. They should have won it. They absolutely should have won it, but they never, ever should have lost it. Mm. Um, and they did lose it. Yeah. And I know you said it was a professionalism thing. For me... It doesn't look like they've got someone capable of putting the ball in the back of the net. And the guy who is, is on the bench. But I can understand why Keats isn't playing him because Josh Gordon suits the formation. If Josh Gordon could finish the same way Andy Cook can, then you'd, it'd be a dream because you've got someone up there who will score you the goals and put in the legwork and is mobile enough to do what Josh Gordon does. Yeah. But look, I'll tell you what, the left-back, who's it, Ben Stevenson, I mean... Was it him? Was that his no, name? No, it wasn't. No, it was something like it wasn't him. Ben Williams. Ben, well, ben yeah, Williams. That was it. Ben Williams. Williams. Whoever it was, sick of the sight of Zellius Mel before half time because he, he was running him ragged. He had him on toast. I mean, he had him on ice skates. It was just there was no nothing he could do to stop him. But there was no end product, and it's not only Zelly Zelly's fault this because there was no one in the team capable of doing it. Yeah. Apart, apart from Isaiah Osborne, who put in an absolute worldie, but it was ruled out. Um, and may, I mean, maybe on another day, 
Corey Blackett Taylor. Maybe that's a goal. I don't know. We, it was a tougher, tough angle for us to see when yeah. that crossed the line. But you need someone capable of putting the ball in. I think that was a little bit harsh from Josh Gordon. Um, his goal at Sunderland was a wonderful goal. Very, mm. very instinctive. Um, lovely little finish. His goals against who was it where he scored twice? Bradford when Cook had been sent off. Good goals. It, look, the problem with that chance he had against Barnsley was he had too much time, didn't he? He had so much time. Mm. He's basically had time to take a touch, look where the keeper is, 10 yards out, decide what he's going to do with it. He's gone for power and he's blazed it, Dumped I think, it high and wide, to be fair. I think yeah. it's gone over and wide. Just need a bit of, a bit of culture, control. He needed a bit of more composure there. That'll come in time. I'm absolutely sure of it. I think he, he will score goals. I think... He, I think He's a, look, the truth is he's a work in progress, mm. Josh Gordon, um, and he will get there. I really, really believe he will get there. But look, this, this, this always comes back to the same issue with Walsall. They've got to take, they've got to take risks on players. They've got to develop players. They've got to improve them. Mm. If Josh Gordon was a finished article, there's no way Walsall would have signed him for around 100 grand from Leicester in the summer. Um, it all, it's always going to come back to that budget and, and what's available to Dean Keats uh, or whoever the Walsall manager is. They've got to improve players. And I just think it's a really interesting one now with Gordon because no, ev- everyone can now see what he brings to the team, can't they? I mm. think everyone's starting to go, oh, do you know what? He is a very good player. But he is up front. He does have to score. And he has essentially got Cookie breathing down his neck, who, let's be honest, Cookie does score. Yeah. Um, so it's a really interesting dynamic. But... I back Josh Gordon to get more goals. I think, do you know what? I think he's going to be a hell of a player next season. I think he's going to do really, really well next season. Um, but obviously, at this moment in time, next season's a long time away. We saw about this season. Certainly is. Um, hot and not. So the hot, the first one I've got, is the performances. The performances have been good. For six games. <laughs> for six games, they've been good. Um, very, it's just very the results. Good. It's just the results, and, isn't it? And the results are against Sunderland, Barnsley um, and Portsmouth. Yeah. So, very, very good against Bradford. Obviously, heroic 10-man win. Very, very good at Burton. 0-0 draw. Should have won the game, really. But it's a very good point at Burton. Who do we beat after that? Fleetwood, 2-0. Said it before. Coasted through that. Very, mm. very comfortable victory. Then it's the three, isn't it? Look, Portsmouth at home, Morgan Ferry has given away a ridiculous penalty. They've lost the game 3-2. Um, harsh, could have got a point. Sunderland, four million man, Will Griggs done it. Then Barnsley, we all know what happened against Barnsley. They absolutely should have won the game three now. So mm. for six games, they've played well. They've lost the top to three of the top four. It's not crime of the century, um, but it has left them in the relegation zone. And I think the real disappointing thing was if they had got that draw on Saturday... They would be out of the bottom four. Mm. And if you said to any Walsall fan before Portsmouth, Sunderland and Barnsley, you'll be out of the bottom four after these games, you can have... It doesn't matter about the points. They'd just take it, wouldn't they? Yeah. It'd be, it'd be a huge psychological advantage to be out of the bottom four after those three. But, yeah, they haven't, they haven't done it. But people don't want to hear... I mean, this is what that dig tweet was at the start, saying it's going to be OK. But the truth is, if they do play like they have in the last six, they will be OK. Mm. Um, but they've obviously got to do it, haven't they? That's it. Got to be done. Uh, one not um, against Barnsley in particular. Dean Keats's substitutions. I mean, he waited a long old time to make a sub, and when he did, it was almost a bit too late, wasn't it? Yeah, I don't. I, this is a real difficult one, and I think it's a, it's a, it's, 
He's, I mean, he's had a hell of a lot of stick for this, Dean Keats. A hell of a lot of stick. I can see both sides as well because they're putting in a, a superb performance. You don't want to change anything, do you? Well, I copped out a little bit because I, I'll be honest, I was after the game, I was 50-50 on it. I wasn't... There was a lot of anger about Keats not making subs until how late he did. I think Ferrier came on 87, 89. Mm. Cook, obviously, with 20 seconds to go, I mean, there was no point. Might not, might as well not have bothered. Um... I was 50-50 on it at the end of the game. Should he have done it earlier? I kind of felt he should have done something. Um, Ferrier and Cook probably wouldn't have been my substitutions. I said to you, didn't I? Probably Isaiah Osborne for me. Um, either that or I'd have brought on Joe Edwards and I'd have shored things up even more. Mm. Because I felt... I think the point was massive. And... I'm copping out because I'm... I wanted to speak to... I'd rather speak to a professional about it. So I wasn't sure. So I spoke to Chris Marsh about it um, after the game. And he said something that really resonated with me. He said, when they played under Ray Graydon, so Ray, of course, who achieved wonderful things, he said, you can you can fit, you get a feeling for a game. You get a sense for it. You, you get a feeling how it's going to go. And that's... I had that feeling. When I said to you in the 82nd minute or 83rd minute, we're not going to win this game. Mm. We're going to lose it or we're going to draw it. I had that feeling. Um, and that's when I think maybe it should have been shored up. Um, but Marshy said, having watched the game, he went in to work early at Coventry to go all his work this week and watch it. And he said, it was so hard for Keats in that moment because they were on top. Yeah. And they dominated the game. And he was probably thinking... If we just get one more chance, we can win this. Mm. And then I think it was the 79th minute, uh, Barnsley had their first shot at the second half. Corley Woodrow turning, I think he turned Guthrie or Scar, I can't remember which one. And they had offered nothing. And Walsall had been so positive and looked so full of confidence, especially Ismail and Blackett Taylor, that I think Keats probably thought, I'm going to give this one last roll of the dice. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to try and go for get the three points they deserve, really. Um, and then he hasn't made changes until Ferrier's come on. To me, I wouldn't have made that change. I think he came on for Ismail. Look, I think it was Ismail- a strange. It was a strange one. I think me and you both looked at each other when we saw Ferrier getting ready, and we thought this probably isn't the change which we would predict. Yeah, I mean, I'm guessing Ismail was blowing, but on pure adrenaline alone, I mean, he, he was playing so well. I'd have kept him on. Mm. For me, I would have just taken the point. Um, all this, um, and I think the criticism of Keith since has been very, very, very. I know this sounds so simplistic, and and if Barnsley hadn't have scored that goal, then a lot of the abuse Keats was getting, he just wouldn't have got. And I know, yeah. I know they did score it, and I know it's all what ifs and whatever, and this that, and the other. But I just think some of the vitriol towards him has been really strong. I don't think it's as clear cut as everyone thinks that mm. Keats should have made this sub or that sub. Um, in the final ten minutes of the game, but I. But having said that, I would have made a sub, but it would have been different to what he did. I would have brought on Joe Edwards. I'd have just packed the midfield, um, just packed it and got got him screening the back four alongside George Dobson. I'd have just clung on to the point. I think, mm. um, but I don't, I don't. Yeah, it's just it's a difficult one. It is one hot though. Um, Corey Blackett Taylor, as you mentioned, looks very very sharp. Looked dangerous, um, could have scored. If there's goal line technology that Banks is in the future, maybe he did score. Uh, promising from him. Very, very, very good performance. However, what everyone seems to have completely missed is that Blackett Taylor switched off for the goal. Mm. 
Um, he was, but look, he's 21 years old. It's his second start in professional football. I'm not going to knock him for that, really. Like he's, I mean, I thought I met him for the first time on Wednesday. Absolutely lovely lad. Really, really charming. Very good talker. Um, really is a smashing lad. Um, do you know what? I'd love to see him at Walsall next season. Absolutely love to see him there. He's out of contract at Villa in the summer. He's going to go back to Villa and have talks. I don't know if he's going to be given a new deal or what, but if he does get a new deal, you'd imagine it would be to come out on loan again. Yeah, I mean, there's. I don't think there's any chance of him featuring for Villa in the Championship if they're in the Championship. And if they do go up, then he's not... I mean, he's not going to be in with a chance. He's not going to be in the Prem. No, he's, he's too young and experienced to play in the I mean, Prem. Walsall down right down the road. Great place to keep an eye on him. Walsall. He's obviously going to have time on the pitch. He's obviously being given opportunities by Dean Keats. I don't see where it doesn't work. Yeah, I think it'd be great. I mean, I spoke to him Wednesday, and he said it's interesting because he got he came off the bench against Portsmouth and impressed. And it's from that that's been his turning point, if you like, in his loan. But. What I really liked about him was he actually knocked on Dean Keats' door and said, what can I do to mm. get some game time? Like, I've come here on loan, I want to play. Um, what do I need to do? What do I need to do? I know I know that means, I know Keats is big on things like that. He doesn't, he wants players to be knocking on his door, pushing for a place. He doesn't want them to just accept not being in the team. Mm. Um, so that will impress Keats. It might be a reason why he came off a bench against Portsmouth. Um, yeah. And wow, he's absolutely seized his chance since. He's been excellent. I thought, he was he was really good at Sunderland in terms of that you could see Sunderland's defence. They took a step back every time he got the ball. They were very very. They didn't want him running at them. I think there was a point quite early on in the game, and there was a ball. I wouldn't say aimless ball, but it was thrown. It was, it was sent down the wing, and I tell you what, he's he's bloody quick. Because yeah, I mean, he gave he gave he gave the the Barnsley fullback something to think about. And you could tell straight away afterwards the defence were like, oh, wow, this guy, I mean, we're going to have problems here. Yeah, he's he's going to be a really, really good player. I mean, you can't underestimate. Under-23s football is dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Mm. Just a side note of that, because I know I go off on tangents. I watched Russia Olympic against Stoke um, under-21s 20, under the other night. And the Stoke players, the youngsters, they were they were wonderful on the ball, you know. Little mm. flicks, little tricks, touching, passing, spreading the play. Technically beautiful. They weren't in the game. They mm. didn't have a shot. Every single player in that Stoke team was technically superior to Russia Olympic. They were never in the game. Russia Olympic, absolutely. Their tenacity, their hunger, their game now. So they battered them. They only won one nil. But they missed the penalty. They, they battered them. And that's what Blackett Taylor's come from. Mm. He's come from under-23s football, which, in my opinion, needs to be scrapped. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Um, so, and now he's made two professional starts and he's playing like this. So you think where he's going to... I mean, in six months' time, think where he's going to be. He's going to be a hell of a player. Um, he really is. So I think he's going to have a huge part to play for Walsall from now until the end of the season. And I think, I'd, I'd, like I said, I'd love him to come back. Love him to come back. Get Matt Mayer to have a word with Dean, no way. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Dean Smith owes us. Yeah, there, there's a point. As I well. love Dean, Dean Smith. Dean Smith, you know, it might sound trivial, but you'll look at it and it'll be like, oh, it's a former club, good place, Walsall. Probably knows plenty of the people there. Yeah, and that might sway his decision. You know. Yeah, and his first loans as well. Like first loans are a big thing in football. A lot of players struggle on first loans. He doesn't have to move. Like you say, he's from Birmingham, born and bred. So yeah, um, yeah, definitely, definitely get him in next year if we can. Yeah, one not um, Cookie on the bench again. Um, from the press box I had plenty of people asking for Cookie to get thrown on from around the 60 minute mark I mean maybe even a little bit before then does offer goals but would mean a changing system though wouldn't it 
I don't know if it would mean a change in system. It would mean a change in it would it would, but I think everyone's. Could he play up top in that in that yeah, in that three? Look, Andy Cook's very good in the air, but he's very very good with the ball at his feet. I mean, I remember playing against Ajax in pre-season, and I thought like because I thought he was going to be this target man, this that and the other, and he's dropping off, he's linking play, he's spreading the play, and you think wow, like like he's he's very very good on the ball. He, Andy Cook is the complete striker for me. He does everything. Um, he scores all types of goals. I don't, the next Harry Kane. The next Harry Kane. He's League One's Harry Kane, mate. Um, but we did go horribly direct in that run when um, is, we that were confi- re- is that a confidence? It was all thing, confidence. Man. It was all confidence. I mean, I was like, banged on about it a million times. Like people know what I'm going to say. Keith said it's Plan D. It's Plan D. Knock it long to Cook. There's A, B, and C before that, but they but D became A for the players mm. because they were low on confidence. Cookie must be sat there thinking, "I wish I could play in this team the way they're playing." Mm. I want they want he wants Blackett Taylor running at his full back and Ismail running at his full back and sending balls into the box. He wants to be the one, like he doesn't. He's not going to offer the, the the same mobility that Gordon offers, and that is that that's where that's Gordon's strength, isn't it? At the end of the yeah. day, but yeah, it's a tough one. It's a real, real, real tough one. Um, the truth is, you'd like to see him up front together. Um, in a four-four-two, but people saying that you can't just you can't just rule out the opposition. Like it's not, it doesn't work like that. It's not just oh, let's play four-four-two at the weekend because we can get Cook and Gordon in the team. Doncaster, for example, play four-three-three. They have done all season. Mm. Like, do you, do you, do you want to sack two in midfield? Do you want to put a two in midfield? Um, look, Burton play four-three-three at the Banks Stadium earlier in the season. They rang rings around us in a four-four-two. Mm. That is what. You're at risk at if if they're well drilled and organised. They've got three quality central midfielders. If you're going to put them up against a two, like you can't just we can't. It's not as simplistic as you can say. Right, we need to go four four two and get Cookie in the team. You have to look at who you're playing. Um, and for that reason, I think Cook might have to wait another week before he's back in. But I could be wrong. All right, one other knot was um, we kind of covered this a little bit, so we can kind of cover it very briefly again. Just a lack of cutting edge, no end product. That's I think that's the big worry at the moment. Yes, yeah, it's, it's been it's been the case all season really. Um, it is we've been so reliant on Cook for goals, so so reliant on Cook, um, and that it's my big. It's I, I mean I, we're going to go into this a little bit later on because someone's asked a question about contracts, but I am Zeli Ismail's biggest fan and his harshest critic. Mm. Um, I think he's a wonderful, wonderful footballer. I mean when he gets when he when he's up and running. There's no one. There's no fullback that can stop him, as that Barnsley lad found out on Saturday, and it's not even in League One against Bolton when he was at full flight. Bolton's players couldn't stop him. Yeah, he's he can go past them man like they're not there, and I think he could probably do it at any level. But the issue is, you can. I mean, you can trick your way past any fullback, but if you've got no end product, if you've got no, yeah, the, the fullback can stand back and be like, "All right, mate, you go ahead and whip every every, every ball you want into the box," because I know it's not going to get anywhere. Well, and that's the stats for Zelly aren't good enough. He's a, I just can't work him out. He's such a wonderful. He's so gifted. He's so talented, but he needs to be scoring more goals. And he was at the start of the season. Mm. Um, but it was that chance. It was a chance at Sunderland actually. He, he went past two players like they weren't there because that's what Zelia Smell does. He's in the box. Start of the season, he's burying that bottom corner. Yeah. But Sunderland, yeah, straight at the keeper. Chance missed. Big chance. I think three minutes later, actually, Sunderland went up the other end. That was right. Also one up at the time. Ismail made, in fairness to Ismail, he made the chance all himself, but mm. he's missed it. Three minutes later, Sunderland level. It's a turning point. Um, you think that about a lot of wingers, don't you? They're very kind of almost 
confidence players. But you feel like you would build some confidence by beating two men like that. But then I suppose it's one of them, maybe you just need to see the ball at the back of the net and maybe you will find a, a nice, a mean streak, so to speak. Yeah, hopefully. I think it probably is like streaky, aren't they, wingers? And maybe if we got one goal, it would lead to a few more. Um, he's just, oh, you can't, he's just so frustrating because you love him, mm. but you but you know he should be doing better. Yeah. Um, so yeah, end product. I think I think it will come more with Blackett Taylor. I think that's the, the the lack of experience, the lack of game now. So I think it will come more with him. So um, and then I think Gordon will score more goals if Cook comes in. He will score goals. So hopefully there will be more end product. Also, you've got to remember the three teams we played. Mm. Damn good teams in this division. So yeah. you get more breaks against lesser sides. Yeah, and the last hot was actually Zelius Mail. I mean, he was in front of the cameras. I don't know if that had any any input but I tell you what he was electric first half and I, I tell you what he didn't drop much in the second half I mean he did tire but I mean as I said before the defence was petrified of him yeah I don't think it's because of the cameras like he's been playing very well for the last month or so now um, he's, he's so important to this team really um, but it's it's always that caveat with Zelly mm. need, need more need more numbers from him because he is playing well there's no doubt about that, but we just need those numbers. Yeah. All right, let's get on to some questions before we got some fun little segments. Uh, little Old Walsall asked the first one, what role does Ben Ker- Perkis have at Walsall? Plenty of Ben Perkis in the news recently. Yeah, Ben Perkis taking on the PFA. Well, he's chairman of the PFA, isn't he? Um, helped oust Gordon Taylor. I think that's the fa- right way of putting it. Basically yeah. <laughs> caused a civil war at the PFA. Um so Ben Perkis signed for to be in and around the club. What he is, which is probably not many people realise, because probably should have done a story on it, is he is essentially now a scout for mm. Walsall. Um, he scouts all games in the south. He's like the southern scout, if you like. I remember in the summer, Dean Keats was saying he wanted to set up this scouting network of people. Um they wanted to sign Perkis because of his experience. They wanted him around the place. If if needs be, they wanted that cover um, mm. in defence. Um, he hasn't kicked the ball for them. He won't kick a ball for them. Mm. Um, he signed a non-contract term, so that he is he is essentially gone from a player they wanted around the place and do a bit of coaching, which he does, yeah. to being scout on the opposition at weekends. Um, mm. So that is his role now. And at the end of the season, he'll be released from his playing contract, but. I'd imagine he will carry on being part of Keats's scouting system. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Reynolds has asked plenty of questions, by the way. First one, um, is there any point in having a youth set up if none of the youth are good enough to force their way into the first team? With the likes of Parker and Candlin, what is the likelihood that they'll be good enough to force themselves into the first team? So we've, I think we've talked about this before. It's, I'll try and answer it quickly because it's not. you could do a podcast on this, really. Yeah, you but, really could. Look... Everyone knows the Brentford model. Brentford have scrapped their youth team. They basically pick... If they're going to have any kid, they've got a B team mm-hmm. and they pick up kids that bigger clubs in London release. Yeah. Um, I think Walsall should now do that. It's very, very... It's controversial because you're scrapping the youth system. However, as it stands, Walsall haven't got a very good youth system. They used to pride themselves on this youth system, bringing players through. A hell of a lot of that was Dean Smith. When Dean Smith walked out of the building, it kind of went with him. John Ward is there doing a great job with the kids. Mm. However, they are not playing games. They are playing games every six to eight weeks. 
you cannot improve as a footballer if you're not playing games. You can do all the training you want, but you've got to play. You've just got to play. You might be able to improve in terms of skill and ability on the ball, but you're never going to be able to read a game situation the same way in training. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. You won't be able to read a game the same way. Yeah, and it's all about games, isn't it? And like Dan Scarra said, he hasn't played football for a year, and he's just, that's why he's made a slow start to his Walsall career. You just, you, you just got to play. There's no, there's no substitute for games. Um, so Walsall have gone to this weird half-house system where they have got a youth team and a reserve side, but it hardly ever plays. Um, and therefore they've got kids who, in my opinion, aren't developing. Um, and it's essentially all to save money mm. because Dean Keats has a budget for... He has a playing budget Um and that has to inc- inc- that includes that side. That's completely his prerogative as well because he's got to keep himself in a job. Exactly right. So if you're paying, I don't know what these players are on, but let's say Dylan Parker's paying to pay 200, 300 quid a week. That is coming out of Keats's. Let's say, yeah, he's paid 300 quid a week. Mitch Candlin's paid 300 quid a week. And Maz Kouyar's paid 500 pound a week. Mm. There's 1,200 pounds. Now that is coming out of Keats's budget. Fact. You could release all those three players... And use that to pay for one first team player yeah. on twelve on twelve hundred quid a week. So Walsall have made cutbacks and cutbacks and cutbacks to the youth team to the point where they've almost got a non-existent youth team, but they have got one there mm. um, to try and give Keats more money. Um, but now these lads are suffering. Like Mitch Candlin is clearly a very 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 talented boy. Blackburn didn't look at him because he. Do you know what I mean? They're looking at him for a reason. Yeah. Scored a hell of a lot of goals for the youth team, and I mean a hell of a lot of goals for the youth team. But he's not playing. Yeah, he's not getting any better. He's not playing. Um, so what's the point in him being there if he's not going to play now? If he's too far off it, he needs he needs to leave, or Dylan Parker needs to leave. These lads need to leave. Um, so I would. It's gone. They've they've not sleep. They've kind of sleepwalked into this situation. I think mm. also a little bit. So I'd scrap it. Um, give Keats all the money. Goes to the Brentford model, um, maybe rather than it's, it's it's a real real tough one, and it's one that could be debated long and hard. But all I know is, as it, the way it's working, as it is, isn't working. Mm. Um, we also need to do one or the other. Robert Dern asks, "What are the updates with Chambers and Roberts?" Chambers, I don't know, is the honest answer. I've asked, I don't know, a while ago. It's just a very, I just don't know. You just can't seem to get fit. I will ask about Chambers again, um, but I don't. I don't see him playing again this season. Um, Roberts did a story a couple of weeks ago. He's fine. He's on the mend. Mm-hmm. Everything with Corey Roberts is progressing as it should be. Um, so obviously, horrific leg break in the summer. When it happened, they said there was a chance he would be fit this season. Mm-hmm. Um, and it looks like he still could be. Um, however, Keats told him at the time to forget this season. He said, just get fit. We'll get a full pre-season here. We'll get you in next season. Mm. He's still on course where potentially, potentially could play this season. But Keats isn't going to rush him. Um, I think that's the right thing. He was out running the other day. Keats said that he ran past all the players. The players were doing something, mm. all worked properly. And Corey Roberts raced past them. And I think all the players stopped and started clapping him. Um, just because they're so delighted to see him on the grass and out yeah. there doing really well. Um, so yeah, I think um, yeah he's doing he's doing great. He's doing great, but we're not going to see him this year. But fingers crossed, they'll play a big part next season. This is a good one. If you could bring in any one player from Walsall's past to get us over the line, who would you pick? Um, from the past, I, oh. give me Bradshaw. Bradshaw. 
in oh, full Bradshaw. Oh, that's a good shout, that is. I'll tell you what, I think he'd suit the system uh, as well. Let's go Bradshaw, you've done me there. That's better than what I would come out with. Down to the ground, he'd suit the system, he'd provide goals, he'd, he'd do everything. Yeah. There was a time in that promotion chase, and yeah, I can remember we won 1-0 at Fleetwood. And it was, there was, he had about 10, not maybe not 10 games, but 7-8 games where he was one shot, one goal. Oh, yeah. In League One, and he was, he was fantastic. Yeah. Oh, imagine Tom and his team. It'd yeah. be fabulous. It'd be perfect, be wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely perfect. Let's have him back. I think he's injured. Who was your original choice? I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know. Uh, it's a tough one because I can only go on what I've seen, and I've only covered them for four years, mm. so can't go on any. Like, I mean, people will say maybe like Andy Butler, who will play Walsall this weekend or whatever, because he was such a. Um, you reckon Keats would do a job? Yeah, Keats would do a job, wouldn't they? I think his legs are probably gone, but Ke- Keats. Dean Keats now managing Dean Keats then. He'd give, it, he'd give 110%, wouldn't he, and rough a few people up. But for me, they'd probably get himself sent off every other week. Yeah, probably, yeah. I'd go Tyler Roberts because I love him so much. Oh, but. yeah, Tyler Roberts. I know how much you love Tyler Roberts. Do love him, yeah. Doing, doing all right leads now as well, you know. Very, very, very good player. Um, Sam Emery, how do we fit Andy Cook into the current formation? He's too important on the bench, especially with the form of our wingers. I can't see us dropping anyone, but but a CM and going back to 4 4 2. Yeah, well, that's what it's like we said earlier. That's the debate at the minute. Can we? Can you go four four two? If you can get Cook in, I think it depends on the opposition. You, I'm kind of with Dean Keats at the minute. I think you don't want to be outnumbered in midfield. Um, but that said, I wouldn't mind go staying four three three and putting Gordon on the left or right. Which winger do you? Well, that's, yeah, it's a tough one, but. I certainly wouldn't be against one of them being. It's really I don't know what I'm saying actually because I want to play them both, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know. I w- yeah, I could you could drop Gordon and bring Cook in. Just go for the ultimate non-midfield formation of four-two-four. That's what you want. Four-two-four. Yeah, that's what I do on FIFA when I need a goal. Gun ho. Yeah, you literally just have your two best wingers, two best strikers, and two central midfielders who are just getting over and constantly. Blitz it. I mean, in like Kinsella and Dobson and Edwards, you've got an Osborne, you've got central midfielders who will always give a shift and put them I mean especially Kinsella I mean he just pops up absolutely everywhere but guy never stops running never stops running um, so I don't know maybe they can get away with two in the middle of the park it worries me though two in the middle of the park does worry me I think 4-4-2 is probably Keats's primary formation but you could probably afford to go to it a bit sooner if, if, if you're in the same situation that you were against Barnsley where you're doing well and you think, well, we need a goal now. And it's getting to that point where you do need to start winning games. And you could think, just go gung-ho for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with that. In the last 10 minutes, potentially. It, a lot of it does depend on the opposition. I think people forget. Uh, this is my one big bugbear in football is, I think people forget every week that the opposition have worked all week to beat you. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I yeah. think people genuinely, genuinely forget that. Like, they just think, they'll, they'll look at the game at the weekend, they'll be like, right, Walsall should win that game. But they forget that ever since Doncaster played last, which was Tuesday night, they have been working to beat us. Yeah. And you you can't rule that out. You can't just discount that. Like, they are trying to tactically spring surprises and get around us and assess the weaknesses. So... Like I said earlier, it's too simplistic just to go four four two. However, in a lot of games, a lot of games will suit four four two. You just got to, but you've got to assess the opposition. You can't just. It's not as simple as putting your eleven best players on the pitch. It just isn't isn't that simple. Yeah, it's not like playing Football Manager at home, is it? 
Um, David Sadler has asked a couple of questions as well. Um, would a more experienced goalkeeper have seen us get at least two points from the last two games? He says there were preventable goals in his opinion. Two points from the last two games. So the Sun, no, the Barnsley one. I know it's near post, but I think it's it's a tough one for Liam Roberts. I think. I mean, watch the highlights on Sky, because because Sky were at the game, because it was a Sky game. There's a lot more highlights. Um, there's two angles to look at the Barnsley goal. From one, Liam Roberts should save it. From another, he's got absolutely no chance. Mm. Um, and I think it's that no. I think it was it came in very very quick. I, like I, I don't think it was. I think it, I, I think it was a lot tougher than than maybe I don't know I, I know what you mean because it's it's one of them where it's quite close it's not like it, it's gone near post and he's shooting from outside the area if, I, for me if you get beat near post and the the shots come from outside your area it'd better be an absolute worldie of a hit yeah because otherwise you've 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 made a mistake there I think you're, you'd be a bit disappointed but when it comes from in the area like that and there's a lot of bodies in there and you got to remember, he was already on the ground. The lad's shot, and the shot's been blocked by Dobson. So Do- Roberts has gone down to save that initial shot, hasn't he? Yeah, it's, he's, it's he, a tough one. And then, and then he's had a shot. He's shot again. I mean, after a cheeky handball. After a cheeky handball, yeah. So I think I personally think that's really harsh. Um, and I think I think Liam Roberts is ace. I yeah. really like him. Uh, and last one from David Sadler. Um, why do we get crap referees all the time? Uh, the goal we scored was a good goal against Barnsley. Can you imagine it being disallowed at the other end? I'll tell you what, um, yeah, looking back at it, Walsall probably should have had a goal from Isaiah Osborne. Could have had a goal given from Corey Bucket taylor And then could have had the the late goal disallowed from Ball. Yeah. We got another, another day. Crap referees. If it was Trevor Kettle there, I'll tell you what, you'd have been giving him Trevor We have this debate a lot. Trevor Kettle's the only referee I know. I'm not interested in the referee. Like they, they're the same all the time. I wouldn't know one of them if they walked past me on the street. Every time a decision is made, like a penalty, and I have to write referee so and so made that call. I always have to look at the team sheet to see who it is. I never know who they are. I wouldn't mm. know them if they were sat next to me now. Bar Trevor Kettle, bless him, who is absolutely notorious, isn't he? Absolutely notorious. That's <laughs> I, I remember. I remember hearing one fan after a decision that Trevor Kettle that. gave. Yeah. It's all about Trevor. It's all. Oh, Trevor, yeah, that was hilarious. Um, my big bugbear in football is when I watch Premier League games, how much better the refs are. Yeah, it's, it's notably. Different. It's notably different. It annoys the hell out of me. Referees could be better, and I don't understand that. Like, they shouldn't be hard to find. Like, it's not. These aren't referees. Aren't the talent? The players are the talent. Like, you've got. To... I think there is a skill to refereeing, though. To be fair. Yeah, but... I don't think it's, you know, you've got to get yourself into the right positions and admittedly, I mean, you've mentioned this before, I don't think some of the referees are quite fit enough to get themselves into the right well, positions. Some of them always. are chubby. Um, but there is, there's a skill to it, I think, and you look at someone like Michael Oliver, who has obviously developed into arguably the country's best referee, he reads a ga- I think he reads a game very, very well. He knows when to blow his whistle, he knows when to kind of let things run and I don't think that's something you can just have straight away you've got to develop that as a referee I agree but I think I got something wrong on a podcast once I thought all referees were professional and they're not they're only professional for the Premier League mm. and I think a lot of them work in the Championship I wonder I, what their match fees are you know um, I reckon they need to make all refs professional yeah 
and every referee, yeah, and then especially at this level, because I mean, you're talking a lot of money if you get promoted from League One. Yeah, well, like, look, let's look. What if all if all still go down, then that the referee on Saturday could have he's played a massive part in that. If they go down by a point, <clears throat> he's played a massive role in that. Keats might lose his job, and all because. And it's not just. I, mean, I know it's not. I know Wolves have missed loads of chances. I know they're, they're accountable for themselves. I'm not saying that, but they're dreadful. Referees in League One are awful. Absolutely awful. Mm. Um, sorry to Diane Davis, our former deputy editor, if she's listening to this, because she always tries to defend referees. But they're dreadful. There's no other way to say it. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted you, and you were going to say something. I was just going to say it's not just Dean Keats either. It's. And I know you've you've kind of covered this that you said there would be very few, if any, redundancies if Walsall went down. But for other clubs, that's not always the case. You know, you go yeah. down, it's 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 not the players or the manager, although they can sometimes bite the bullet. It's the kit man. It's the person working in the kitchen. It's the receptionist. These are just everyday people yeah, earning twenty yeah. grand a year. Yeah, well, I don't know if you heard, like, Simeon Jackson, ex-Walsall, missed that penalty last night. Yeah, it wasn't great, was it? And um, people have gone mad about that, because people will lose their jobs there if they mm. go down. Um, but yeah, like, exactly what you say, so much depends on it. it just, I only get so frustrated because I can see it can be better. Mm. That's why I get frustrated. I really, truly believe, make them professional, get them fitter, which being professional will do. You'll get better referees. Um and I just don't think it's fair that League One matters just as much as everything else. Like in League Two, I just think they deserve better officials. Bournemouth in a, couple, a few years ago were playing in League One. Yeah, and it is people's livelihoods. Like it is, it is the livelihoods. Why should someone lose a job because the ref couldn't keep up with play? It's, it's ridiculous. All right, last question, and it's leading on to a little bit of a segment you've got prepared for us, Joe. Okay. Si- Simon the Umpire nineteen sixty six asks if at the end of the season we have eighteen players out of contract, who would you release and who would you offer new contracts to, and at what length? So, I've got them all here. I'll just, should I just whittle through them? Yeah, fly Might through just them. whittle through them, and Fly through them. Because we could be here all day. This could be a podcast in itself. Um, so, go through number orders. Joe Edwards, give him a new deal. Yeah. Luke Leahy, I'd let go. Um, and I think Luke Leahy is a ten times better player than people give him credit for. However, I just think for his own good, let him go. Mm. Um, the Walsall fans have made up their mind on him, I think, ridiculously, because he's going to be play a huge part in this run-in, and I think he's going to be... I just think he's so underrated. Um, but just for his own sake, he's, he's, not, he's, not, he's not going to be loved, mm. I don't think. It's a real shame, because he's a lovely lad. Um, so I think for his own good, let him go. To be honest, I think there's clubs sniffing around him, yeah. and he'll get quite a good move in the summer anyway. So I think, yeah, might as well do him a... Just let him go. Fair point. John Guthrie, keep. Yeah. Massively underrated. Um, Nicky Devlin, I'd keep. Yeah. Um, yeah, obviously there's been a lot of... Like, fullbacks have been a big issue at Walsall. Um, but I think he's getting better and better and better. I mean, he genuinely... Him and Scott Laird, I talk about it a lot, don't I? I mean, they are the nicest guys. Yeah. They are the nicest, nicest guys. And he, you know, he loves it. He absolutely loves being at Walsall. I think he's quite vocal as well. When you see him on the pitch, he's always shouting. He's vo- very vocal, isn't he? And he, he's such a good guy. He does so much in the community. And he does love it. And like that, like that, I think that means so much. When you see a player who loves it as much as he mm. does, as committed as he does, that's worth something. So definitely keep him. Zeli Isma. Oh, no. Adam Chambers, release, unfortunately. Just can't stay fit. Um, hasn't played all year by that first game. And he's getting on now. But what a servant. Mm-hmm. Thank him for his efforts. 
Zellia Smiles a big one. Like I said, biggest fan, biggest critic. As, as it is today, I'd release him. Wow. Um, you wouldn't, would you? You'd keep him. I'd keep, I just think he offers too much. I think he's got the quality. He's just that end product. It is, as you said, this end product. Um, so, yeah, for the end product for me, he's gone. Chris Dunn, release. Yeah. Um, he hasn't pushed Liam Roberts enough. Liam Kinsella, why we even have this conversation, he should be on a 10-year deal. Yeah. Sign him up now. Um, Maz Kuya, release. Similar to... Well, Maz Kuya, Jordan Sanger... Uh, da, 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 yeah, release uh, for their similar, not similar to Leahy, but in, again for their own good. Yeah, needs to be playing. Um, Dylan Parker keep send out on loan next season. Yeah, Isaiah Osborne release um, for the only. I can't decide on Isaiah at the minute. He was very very good on Saturday, wasn't he? He was very good. Um, I've said before, I worry he only plays for seventy minutes, sixty seventy minutes. Um, my my thing with Isaiah is, if we've got Edwards, Dobson and Kinsella, Doesn't, I want a yeah. little bit more creativity in that. So if we're going to sign a new central midfielder, just one with a bit more flair. Yeah. Because um, you'd probably say all three of them, their strongest attribute is either their work rate or their defensive nows. Yeah. Um, so i release him. Omar Musa, a keep. Um very, very exciting youngster. Maybe not even feature next year, but he mm. deserves a deal. Alfie Bates, very, very interesting one. Never seen him play, really, apart from in the checker trade. Heard a lot of clubs looking at him higher up the pyramid. Oh, really? Um, supposed to be a very, very, very talented youngster. Um, so definitely keep him if we can. Yeah. Ben Perkis, gone. Um, and then it's the ones who are all out on loan. Yeah, so Kieran Morris is... So Kieran... I'd love Kieran to stay. He isn't going to. Um, Knife Keats is there anyway, you don't imagine. Don't imagine. Um, I think Kieran probably wants to leave. Mm. So go. Callum Cockrell, Mollet. I think we'll stay. I think he, the club have got an offer in their favour. I think he will stay. I think he should stay. Mm-hmm. Tobias Hales, Doherty, similar to Miles and Jordan Sanger. I'd let him go just so he can play. He yeah. needs to play. Joe Slynn on loan at Russia Olympic. Not he's not playing for them. Uh, did it's play. Not a f- great sign, is it? Not a great sign. Um, but keepers is tough to know. But I'd probably let go of him. Dan Van and Cameron Peters. Let go of them as well. I think they need to be playing lower down the pyramid for their development. So mm. mixed bag, really. I'm releasing a lot. Keep keeping keep a lot. Keeping seven. Probably releasing keep, eight. Probably keep it. Yeah, that doesn't include these. So I think out of the players. Not currently on loan. I'm keeping seven and releasing eight. And then obviously I'm releasing all six that are out on loan with the exception of Cullum Cockrell Mollet. So mm. releasing 13 in total um, and keeping eight then, which may be a lot. I think a lot of Warsaw fans would keep less, if I'm yeah. honest. Interesting though, interesting. Right, I'm going to take this piece of paper away from you. Okay. Just because I realised it's, it's going to help you in this next segment, which is a little bit of a quiz which you can play along with at home. Uh, it's just a simple game of higher or lower, but how well do you know squad numbers, Joe? Uh, well, what's the squad numbers? Yeah. I reckon I know them very well. You reckon? Yeah. You reckon, you, you reckon you're going to get all these right? 90%. All right, okay. It's a claim. I was higher or lower last week with um, Sunderland Wages. I got all them right, didn't I? Yeah, 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 you did. Yeah. Okay, so the first person we're going to start with, do you know Corey Roberts' squad number? Uh... I thought this one might catch you out. 
Oh, the work experience lads cheating. So it's in the early teens, I think. Is it like, is it? Oh, but you know what? I don't know the numbers as well as I thought I did. Oh, see, you were talking a big game before. Uh, Everyone else is shouting down their headphones at you. I think he's like, is he like 14? No, yeah, 14. Is that your final answer? Uh, so I know it's wrong. Go for it, 14. Go for it. So you go for it. Oh, go for it, yeah. Stop telling him what to do, mate. Yes, yeah, 14. Is it 14? It's 14. Come oh, on. come on. All right, unbelievable. I'm well happy with that. Higher or lower? Yeah. Tobias Hales Doherty. Oh, he's higher. Okay, what's the number? Interesting fact. This is the number I wear when I'm playing basketball. Didn't you wear like 52 or something? No. Did you? No. The 52 is your most points you've scored in a game. No, 56 is the most oh, points close, you've scored in close. a game. Oh, close. You're close. Um, Tobias is higher. I don't know if he's like, but surprisingly low. No, he's in like, is he like 34 or something? Not even close. No, 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 34 is... Go on. 22. 22. Higher or lower, Adam Chambers? Oh, he's lower, he's seven. Seven? Oh. Omar Musa, higher or lower? He's higher. Yeah. Again, I don't know if it's really high or surprisingly low. Oh, see, you were talking a massive game. You were like, oh, no, no, 90% I of it. I thought all the higher and lowers right. So well, far. yeah, but I'm asking for the squad numbers. They're this season as well, man. It's not like I'm asking you... 16? No, it's not 16. Double it and minus one. 31. 31, right, yeah. Andy Cook. He's nine. Okay, so he was lower. Higher or lower, Maz Kuya. He's 17, higher. Good. Higher or lower, Dan Scar. Higher. 26? 35. It's weird when you, when you see it, you can, yeah. Higher or lower, Connor Johnson. Lower. What number? 21. Oh, 20. Is it? Oh. Higher or lower, Scott Laird? Higher. What number? Is he 33? 34? Oh. oh, so close. Higher or lower, Cameron Norman? Lower. Lower. Is he 28? Yeah, he's 28. Good job. <laughs> Higher or lower, Isar Osborne? Uh, lower. Oh, he's got what? it wrong. He's got it wrong. Oh, no, he's higher and he's 30. Yeah, he's 30. And then last one, higher or lower, Josh Gordon? Um, lower. What number? I'm worrying there. I'm not sure I know. Is he 16? No. What? I forgot. I've got a blank now. What? 29. 29, yeah. And you thought you knew squad numbers. I don't think I did bad there. That was harder than I thought it would be. I'm glad, because you were talking it before, like, oh, this is a rubbish segment, but then, you know what, he was yeah. quite tricky. It was a better segment than I gave you credit for, you're right. All right, I've got another segment now as well. This oh, is, okay. This is a bit more light-hearted. Not, not, I don't think it's going to be quite the hit that um, the Sunderland slang was. That was hilarious. That was brilliant. You missed out on some in there, uh, work You did, you should listen yeah. to that again. It was that funny. It was good. Um, anyway, this one's called Donny or Dunno. Donny or Dunno. Right, so... Obviously playing Doncaster. Next. Uh, I'm going to give you um, a statement. If you believe it's correct in terms of it is related to Doncaster, you will yeah. say Donny. Can I have some water? Yeah, keep it If you don't, you will have to say Dunno. So if you think it's related to Doncaster, if you think it's correct, say Donny. If you don't, Dunno. Okay. Okay. So the first one. Kevin Keegan is from Donny. Doncaster. 
You might say Donny or Dunno. Oh, Donny. <laughs> yes, correct. Peter K is also from Donny. Dunno. Right, he's from Bolton. Bolton, yeah. Bolton. Doncaster was listed in TripAdvisor's top 10 up-and-coming European towns. Donny. Correct. Yeah. Donny. <laughs> Donny is home to the world's oldest classic horse race. Oh, that's got races, Doncaster. It does. But uh, does it have the oldest classic horse race? Donny. Donny, yeah, it's the Senna Ledger Festival. Um, Doncaster Market has never been voted Britain's best market. Don't know. You're right, yeah. It has oh, been five, voted. Yeah, five yeah. are better than this than the squad numbers. Yeah, you're better than squad numbers. The man credit, credited with popularising the flushing toilet hails from Doncaster. Donny. Donny, do you know what his name was? You won't believe it. <laughs> is, that, is that Crapper? Yes, Thomas Crapper. <laughs> Are you, you're like, knowledge that work experience, Joe. That is great knowledge. Yeah, I'm Thomas Crapper, that's Thomas, not real, is no, it? No, honest to God, honest to God, I double checked it. <laughs> I love how you said that so seriously. You know when you go to I the, double the, checked the, it. Yeah, you go to the crapper. Like, is it called the crapper after him? <laughs> Who knows? Does the word crap generate from this guy anyway? <laughs> Amazing. Um, Doncaster is the smallest metropolitan borough in the country. Don't know. You're right, it's actually the largest. Do you know how many hectares it is? No idea. 57,000. Am I still on for everyone right here? Yeah, I think so. I've got three to go. Have you done so. ten? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got the toilet wrong, didn't you? Did he? No, no, I thought you were right. I thought I was right. Did you? Yeah. Keep that work experience, Jay. <laughs> some swind- there's some there. Swindon beef going on here. It's a dangerous place, Swindon. Okay. Um, yeah, he knows. The last one. Doncaster was home to the world's oldest goldfish. Dunno. Oh, you've thrown it away. Am I? Donny. Oh, what a shame. Right. The fish was called Tish. And it lived to what age? Seven. Seventeen. A holder. (laughs) I'll tell you what, it was... It was won in Doncaster at a fair in 1956, this fish. Yeah. Do you want to know when it lived till? Is it alive now? No, it's not alive now. Yeah. 1999, it was 43. That's a nightmare for the owner. Funnily enough, I've got a news story about the fish, which I'm going to quickly uh, dictate. Uh, the world's oldest captive goldfish has died peacefully in his bowl 43 years after he was won as a prize at a fun fair. Tish the Goldfish achieved the late fame after being recognised by the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, he was found dead at the bottom of his bowl earlier this week after a shorter illness. Oh, bless him. Um, he was buried in a yoghurt carton at the bottom of his owner, Hilda Hand's garden. She was 72. <laughs> Imagine having a goldfish that long. We I'm, had goldfish, me and my missus. Oh my God, I hated them. We won one at a fair once. And... Why, why, no, why, I've like, never won a fish at a fair. When, it, just what, does that... it literally swam around for like a week and then we like came back and had like four little different bits of fish just from <laughs> around the water. Oh, wow. So a bit different to 43 years of life. That's not good, is that? I can't believe that. Just 43? It turned silver. There's a picture of it. Mm. Amazing. Anyway. You're an absolute nightmare to look after, you know, fish. Well... I, you get bowls you do is... and they get covered in algae. You have to clean them. You have to take the fish out. I used to hate doing it. You have to get like a bag. And yeah, and oh, they, oh, 
Oh, right pain. Not got time for that. No, no, don't have time for that at all whatsoever. Anyway, um, an hour and five minutes or so. Oh, in. are we? We wanted to keep um, this down to 50 minutes. Well, we've done well there, haven't right, we? Do you know what? This is the issue when you come over to me. Can we have a fun game? Can we have this in there? Can we have that? Of course, it's going to make it longer, Joe. Well, you're a podcast producer, aren't you? Yeah, I can't help it. Um, let's quickly preview the game then. Um, speaking to you off air, you think this is a very winnable game? I think it's a tough one. Well, it is a tough one. I think they're 11 and beaten at home. I think, I mean, look, there's no logic. I think we're also going to win the game. I really, really, really do. Everyone in the office is laughing at me. Everyone's taking the mic. Everyone's saying, it's like, blah. That's, that's not just after this prediction, mate. We, we do that. That's a that. regular occurrence, isn't it? Um, I genuinely believe we're going to win the game. I think it's a perfect, I think it's the perfect game for us. I really do. I think that the pressure is off slightly. I know we're in the relegation zone. Um, Matt Mayer laughed at me when I said the pressure was off. But the pressure I is... Heard, I heard that from my desk. Yeah. The pressure is on Doncaster. They they need to win the game. They're at home. They're fighting for the playoff spots. Wolves aren't expected to win. Mm. Doncaster fans are going into this game expecting to win. To win. So the pressure is on the home side. We've played very very well the last six. Very very well the last three. Without when the pressure's not been on us. I think we get to go to the keep mode on Saturday with the pressure off, and I think we're playing well. Um, and I just think the stars are aligned. I think we will win the game. They played on Tuesday night. Um, very, very, very good win. But we've had a full week's rest. They haven't. They've only had since Wednesday to start preparing for the game. I just think we're going to do it. I really, really think we're going to do it. I've predicted away within the paper. People are probably going to ring up and complain um, because they do. My Apparently, I'm too positive in my predictions. I just got a feeling. that actually happened? Yeah, that's happened. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. um, I just got a feeling we're going to win the game. Look, I could be wrong. We'll get spanked 4 now. But I think we're going to do it. Changes? I don't think I'll make any changes. If you, if it was you, would you keep it the same? Yeah. Oh, and I love Andy Cook. But I think this game... Oh, it's because they play 4-3-3. Three, three. Yeah. Um, and they have done all season. They've got a very, very good central midfield. Very, very good three strikers who go here, there and everywhere. So I think I would, but oh, I want Cookie to come back in the team. But for the yeah, I'd probably stay with it because I just think we played so well last week. Well, you're on any board, Luke? It's it's been a long day. This is my third podcast of the week, you know. You don't know your board, mate. Uh, and also, <laughs> it's work experience, Joe's third podcast of the week. He's not yawning, are you? No. Well, that's because he does no work. <laughs> He's working damn hard. He was he was last in because he was making a call. Oh, yeah, he was making a phone call. Yeah. I'll give him that. But um, give me a prediction then, come on. I think it is going to be 2-1 Walsall. 2-1 Walsall. You know what, I'll I'll go with you, but I think it'll be 3-2. 3-2? Yeah. Get a tenner on that. Dean Keats is going to throw 4-2-4 out there. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be 2-1 down with 10 minutes left. He will go four two four. Cookie will come on. Cookie comes on. Bang. And Hattrick. Hattrick. Yeah. He could do it. Do you think they're gonna win? I think they could get a result. The way I mean, having watched them against Barnsley, yeah. I thought this side should be nowhere near the bottom of the table. No, we shouldn't. I mean, admittedly I've only seen them three times this season. Yeah, hence the reason why you owe me seven coffees for next season. I could we could knock that number down, mate. Well, you're more than welcome. What are you doing Saturday? Uh, I'm actually off Saturday. Mate, 
Jump in the car. Jump in the car. I'm off. But I'm having to I'm having to work a full week this week, so Monday to Friday. I'm obviously working the game. I'm working the Albion game tomorrow. Albion Blues. Yeah. So I can't I can't work the Saturday because I'll need to take another loo day. And I tell you what, Nathan won't be best pleased by that. Don't take a loo day. Just come and enjoy your day. Do you want to just come and enjoy my day working? You don't have some work. Do you just watch the game? I could do that, but I've also got I've I've got a mate asking me to go to the Villa game, and I am a Villa fan. Yeah. Poor from you. Poor, yeah. Forget watching my own team, eh? Right. I'll keep my eye out. Keep your eye out. I'll keep my eye out. Follow me on Twitter. You got a prediction work experience, Joe? Do want the Doncaster? You want Doncaster to win? Yeah. You think they? W- I don't. I just think you say Lamar beaten. Yeah. They didn't score the whip. Well, the other day when they were um, no, just get one nil, one Doncaster. One nil Doncaster. No. Still eat one a downer. What a way to finish it. It's probably logical, but yeah, you you probably you, I tell you what, you'll probably they'll probably will win one nil, and then we'll be sat in the next Warsaw podcast being like, yeah, you know what, work experience Joe was a right <laughs> one. <laughs> All right, fingers crossed they can get a result. Hopefully you enjoyed that podcast, Joe. Did you enjoy it? Very much so. Work experience, Joe. Yeah, very much so indeed. I'm hoping you two have built a burgeoning relationship from now on, considering you're both from the we'll same fine, the yeah. same ends. Yeah, same hood. alright fingers crossed we can get a result but until next time up the saddlers up the saddlers